morning. We are starting today, Perak Halak, 10th or 11th Perak of Sanhedrin, depending on where you look. In Tama Bavli, it's the 11th Perak of Sanhedrin, and in Shnaios, in the Tama Yushalmi, it's the 10th Perak. I mentioned last week that there are differences in Girsos between versions between the Yaakov and Gemara. So I see one of you brought a Gemara, and you could try to follow along in a Gemara, but um, you, you find not only different words, but sometimes because the Enyakov, his goal was to arrange, to cover 12 specific subjects, sometimes he rearranged the orders of the Gemaras to fit his outline better. It doesn't always track between the Enyakov, these volumes, Enyakov and Bor were a page following. Talmud Yushami also starts on Aleph, and there, there are lots. Of, this is this is a good example of Agadita. There are lots of nice drushos about why it starts on Beis because you can't possibly know everything. Actually, the title page is page Aleph, uh, and therefore lots of things start on page Beis. That's the real reason. Mishnah: Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chelik Olam All Israel has a portion in Olam Haba. Shnemar. It's written, your nation are all righteous. They will always inherit Aretz, um, the earth. But here, referring not to the earth, but to Olam Hava, which is not defined. Olam Hava. Nature Mata'ai, they are the croppings of my vineyard. The work of my hands. In which to take glory. Turning the page, the following do not have a share in the world to come. In Olam Haba, literally translated, the world to come. Almer ain't one who says that there is no chiasamesim in the Torah. The ain't one who says that the chias that the Torah is not from heaven. The apikarus. Or in Apikarus. All of these terms need to be defined. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Rabbi Kiva says, one who reads the outside books. Uh, Rashi says, the Gemara will explain. One who whispers on an injury. Omer, what does he say? He says, He quotes this Pasuk and he says, Any illness which I placed on Egypt, I won't place on you, for I am Hashem, your healer. He uses an incantation for healing. Rambam says that it's only a problem if he then spits, because saying the Pasuk and then spitting is disrespectful to Hashem. There are other opinions, and uh, we will talk um, at some point about uh, whether it is permitted to say, halakhically permitted to say Tehillim for a cholek, because seemingly you are using verses as an incantation to obtain healing for a sick person. Now, we all know it's allowed because you do it. Everyone does it. Everyone, everyone does it. I didn't do a sentence, including Gedolim, and so fact that everyone does it doesn't mean it's allowed, but but ev- literally everyone does it, so it is allowed, but it's not so simple. Why? Why is it allowed? 
So we'll talk about that. Not today. Avashol Omer Afhauged Hashem Vatiyotav. Avashol says also one who utters the uh, Hashem who, who utters Hashem's name, four-letter name Yudkevavke, or possibly a different name, shows disrespect to Hashem. Okay, that is the first Mishnah. Rashi he says, back on page Aleph, Meikara Ayrib Arba Mitot. We have been talking about the four misos that administered by Bastin, Skila, Srefa, Hereg, Chenek. The Azul Farshlokulu, and the Gemara goes to Mishnayos, Gemara go through and explain all of them. Amar, and now it says, Afupi Shavru Avirot, even though these people sinned, idolaters, adulterers, murderers, even though they sinned, Kivan Shikiblu Dinam, once they've been punished through Arba Misos Bastin, now they're like any other Jew. And they have a place in the world to come. And later, who uh, who does not have a Chelek Olam Ba, I will continue in other Mishnayas, listing other people who do not have a Chelek Olam Ba. The Rambam says similarly, once a person has been punished for his sins, he is once again, a Jew in good standing, and he has a chelik on like everyone else. Don't think that somebody who is liable for the death penalty doesn't have a chelik on That's That's what our Mishnah is coming to teach. It, it's really a different, you know, if you just look at the Mishnah out of context, all, Israel, all Jews have a portion in the world to come, sounds like a very broad statement. And how do you reconcile that with statements that... Uh, not only in Aramishnayos, but Rambam brings others. Someone who embarrasses another person in public has no portion of the world to come. Just told me. In context, it's saying all those people we've been learning about, those who've been learning Dafyomi, or those who have learned Sanhedrin other times, okay, all those people who, who are executed, they also have a portion of the world to come. Now, the Rambam asks, Mishnah and the coming Mishnayas are going to single out certain people who don't have a portion in Olam Haba. What about other Gemaras, such as I mentioned, someone who embarrasses others in public, certain person who commits certain other Averos, doesn't have a Chelek Olam Haba. Why are those not mentioned in the Mishnah? How are they different? So Rambam explains, this is all the Rambam's Parish Mishnayas, Rambam's commentary on the Mishnah. Rambam explains that here the Mishnah is going to list people who, because of a specific Avera, have no Chelek Lamaba. Other statements like Amal bin Pnei Chavero, or Abim, someone who embarrasses someone in public, has no Chelek Lamaba, it's not because embarrassing someone in public is so terrible that because of that sin you. You lose your alamaba. Rather, the Rambam says, someone who would embarrass someone else in public is obviously a low life, and a low life has no chelik alamaba. But it's not. It's not in 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 lumdish terms. Sometimes referred to something as a siva or a simon. Is it the cause or is it a sign? So, someone who is. Uh, 
uh, who's, who doesn't believe in Chiesa Mason or who, or who, who says Chiesa Mason is not in the Torah or who says Torah is not Mina Shamayim. Okay? That's a Siba. That's a reason not to have Olam Haba. A person who's Malbim Pnei Chavro Barabim, that is not a Siba, a reason not to have Olam Haba. That's a Siman. That's a sign he doesn't have Olam Haba because he's a lowlife. And so he's not going to have Olam Haba. So that's how the Rambam explains in Parish Mishnayos. Yes, correct. Assuming he doesn't do Shuba. Now, the Mishnah mentioned a number of terms that need to be defined and will be defined further. In what Rashi says, Apikoros, explaining Mara, and Svarim <clears> Hachitzonim, <throat> reading outside books, explaining Gemara, and of course there are different opinions, but the Rambam in Parish Mishnayos, Rambam says, defines an Apikoros, he says it's an Aramaic word, uh, others say it's a Greek word, but Rambam says it's an Aramaic word, and it refers to someone who is Mavaze et Torah Olam who who denigrates the Torah or those who study Torah. That's the Rambam's definition of Kabanapikoris. Sferim Chitsonim. Again, there are different interpretations of what these outside books are. Some interpret it as uh, we have our Tanakh. We have 24 books of Tanakh. There are lots of other books that were candidates to be part of Tanakh and were rejected. Some learn that those are the Sferim Chisonim. Once Hazal rejected them as candidates to be in Tanakh, so one should not read them. <clears throat> the Rambam mentions Ben Sira, which is a book we don't have anymore, but it's quoted occasionally in the Gemara. Rambam's interpretation is Shehem Sifrei Toim. These are the books of wanderers. Bechain Sefer Ben Sira, and also Sefer Ben Sira, Ruya Ishechiber Sferim, and he was a person who wrote books, Ben Sira. Some of these books deal with recognizing faces. I think he means you know, reading furrows and people's foreheads and stuff like that. They, they make no sense. And no purpose. The Hevel is a waste of time. You go on Elas Farinitim Arab, like books that the Arabs have, the Sipur Amim, history books, about Hagat Malachim, and stories about kings, Haravim, and the relationships of the Arabs, Sifre and Igun, and music books, and similar books, these are books that have no wisdom, no physical benefit, Maybe Arab poetry. He doesn't say specifically what what books he's talking about. And as I said, there are other opinions about what Sferim Chitzonim are. We'll talk about it further at another time. Uh, as I mentioned, the Rambam says, only if he spits afterwards. It's denigrating to Hashem. And, uh, and then he asks, as I said, there, what about and other Averos, a person calling a person by a nickname, and and other Averos that uh, for which Umar says no portion will become, as we said, this distinction between whether the Avera is the cause or Avera is the sign. So that's 
the Rambam says. And then the Rambam goes on to uh, explain the faith. This is the source, the Parish of here of the of the thirteen articles of faith, which we know through Anim Amin and Yigdal, which are different formulations of the Rambam's thirteen articles of faith. This is where he states them here in his Parish of Mishnayos. Taras Chaim, which is a commentary on certain Mosechtos of, of Shas, commentary on Sanhedrin, it's from the 1600s, I believe, or late 1500s. So he asked sort of the opposite question to the Rambam. The Rambam asked, there are other Averos for which a person has no portion of the world to come. The Taras Chaim asks, there are Gemaras that tell us shortcuts for Olam Haba. Anyone who is present at the death of Rebbe is invited to Olam Haba. Or another Gemara that says that Rav Broca was standing in a shuk and he saw Eliyahu Navi. And Rav Broca asked Eliyahu Navi, is there anyone here who is uh, guaranteed a portion in Olam Haba? I don't understand the question. The Mishnah says, Kol Yisrael Every Yisrael has a portion in the world to come. So what do you mean every, anyone who is at Rebbe's deathbed is, is invited to Olam Haba? So is everyone else. What do you mean, is there anyone here in the market who's going to Olam Haba? Everyone's going to Olam Haba, except a few people. Right? So what's, what's the question? So Taras Chaim explains that when our Mishnah says, everyone is going to Olam Haba, still not defined, what is Olam Haba? It means everyone's going to Olam Haba, but there might be a detour through Gehenna. There might be a detour through uh, through Gilgal. There might be a detour through other forms of punishment. Chibut uh, hakever, getting eaten up in the grave, concept that will need to be explained at some point. Farshim to discuss what that is too. So yes, everyone's going to Olam Haba, but not necessarily immediately. Some anybody who is present at the deathbed of Rebbe is going straight to Olam Haba. Rav Broca, when he wanted to know, is there anyone in this market who's going to Olam Haba? He meant, is there anyone who's going straight to Olam Haba without the detours through Gehenim or Gilgal or, or Chibuta Kever? Medr Shul, one of the classic Rafarshim of Turkey Avos, so he has in the introduction, again, and he he asks, if Kol Yisrael Yesham Chelok Mamaba, then why did we get up at 5.30 in the morning to learn? Why don't we just sit with our feet up and waste the whole day because we're going to Olam Haba anyway? What's there between a tzaddik and a rasha? Why, why bother? So he answers, similar to what uh, he said in the name of Rashi and the Rambam, that the Mishnah is not making a blanket statement that you have to earn it. The Mishnah has to be read in context. That we, we learned it previously in Sanhedrin that all the people who are high of Nisa, all the people who did bad things, they committed idolatry and adultery and murder and all these other crimes. After they're punished, you might think their sin is too great to bear. No, after they're punished, they all have a chalak That is what the uh, Mishnah is coming to teach. But yes. No, it's, it's, it's basically the same as Rashi and the Rambam. Just he, he, he uses that to answer the question. 
if everyone's going to, going to Alhamba, why bother? Why why bother doing mitzvahs and, and learning Torah and, and why bother trying? So he's saying, no, don't don't read the mission out of context. Sounds like a nice it's a nice inspiring thing to get up and say, everyone is sharing the world to come. That's not what it's telling us. It's telling us, notwithstanding everything we learned before about bad people, but everyone, as the Tars Chaim says, after appropriate punishments, after Mitzvah's based in, or after Gehenna, or after whatever is necessary, first everyone has a share in in Olam Abba. Exactly. That was the next thing I was going to say. The Marsha says, Paul Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek. Everyone has a share. Not all shares are equal. That also would answer the uh, Medr Shmuel's question. So why bother? The uh, as, as so you're assuming yeah there are people who say that I've seen I've seen some modern Svarim that say that uh, at least two uh, the, including a book called There Are No Basketball Courts in Heaven the essays by a contemporary rabbi who was a high school rebbe and one of his students asked him what's Olam Haba? he said in Olam Haba there was a table where Moshe Rabbeinu was giving a shear and he could sit and listen another table where the Rambam was giving a shear another table where the Golan giving a shear and you sit and you listen and you enjoy it and that's Olam Haba the student said let's get him they said, Gehenna, there's a table, and Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a shear, and you're forced to sit and listen. And another table, the Rama is giving a shear, and you're forced to sit and listen. Another table, the Golan is giving a shear, and you're forced to sit and listen. And that's Gehenna. And the student said, you mean there are no basketball courts in heaven? And we'll talk a little bit more tomorrow about what what is Olam Haba. We'll talk a lot more as we go on about different ideas about what is Olam Haba. Uh, as they say, supposedly, in the name of Chaim Brisker, when you're going on the road, you meet people. If you say something that nobody else ever said, you should worry that you're on the right, on the wrong track. If you say, if, if you, if you say, if you're on the right track, then other people will likely have said what you said also. They tell a story about Rav Shach, who couldn't eat or sleep for an extended period, and because of a kasha he had, and, and someone said to him, "All right, you know, his expression, you don't die from a kasha." He said, it's not, it's not the kasha that's bothering me. It's the fact that nobody else asks this kasha. It makes me think that I'm completely on the wrong track, completely misunderstanding the Gemara. Nobody else asks this kasha. Uh, Marsha says that, uh, so he explains the, the, pas, the pasuk that the Gemara brings, the Mishnah brings. He says, you might say, Everyone has Olam Haba, or at least the Tzadikim, the people who are not in the bad categories. Listen here, have Tzadikim. Very nice. You have Olam Haba. I have Olam Hazeh. You'll be happy. I'm happy. Great. So what's he says? No, the Pesach's coming to say, don't say that. Okay. 
who's, who's, who is the one to be glorified? In whom does Hashem take pride? Okay. The one who has Olam Haba. So, yes, you might have the greatest Olam Hazak. Don't think that, you know, don't think that that's equivalent to Olam Haba. You should know, because Hashem takes pride in the one who has Olam Haba, not in the one who has Olam Hazak. Uh, I apologize. We need to stop early today so that I can attend my grandson's bris. In general, we'll go to Shachris. So, uh, thank you. Uh, have a good day.